You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. Welcome to The Uprising. After many long weeks, we have finally made it to Upheaval. We visited Grand Rapids. We lived to tell the tale. (laughs) And we brought a special guest with us to recap it. Most importantly, we survived it and we made it back. Yeah, I think we'll get into that a little bit more later. That's an important (laughs) note. That's not just a figure of speech. Yeah. (laughs) But we also have a special treat in this episode. The Itch has some, I don't know what you call, hidden members or something like that. Uh, Those who are referenced regularly and are important parts of the team without actually recording with us. And we talked one of them into recording with us. So... (laughs) Dan's wife, Hannah, who you will know as the person who enables Dan to go to many shows, <laughs> joined us for this one. And so the itch was there in like the fullest force that we could be in. Yeah. Thank you. I was happy to be there. <laughs> Welcome to the show for the first time. Thank you. <laughs> it was so much fun. So I'm glad to come and talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She sneaked her way onto the trip by telling us that she would take pictures. We fell for it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, it always helps to have more people take pictures. She did. I was semi-successful. You were. She did. We have a we have an album of photos that we need to share some of, and a good chunk of them are hers. Yeah. So yeah, it was true. More than I would have definitely taken, that's for sure. More than I took. <laughs> yeah. And Casey pretty much exclusively takes video, so I mean it all kind of <laughs> we needed a photographer. <laughs> yeah, it all it definitely worked out for the best too so i was really excited that she went with us yeah so we're we've got hannah with us we're going to recap the experience you know we've talked with some of the artists who were performing we've talked with some of the people behind the scenes so i think we can kind of mix and match a little bit of both of those in terms of of what this was like for us and maybe what parts stood out to us and maybe what uh we might recommend for next year because it seems like there's going to be a next year we hope there's a next year yeah i mean chris did mention that some of these things have life cycles and you kind of you know, phase them in and out, but this one chose no signs of stopping anytime soon. Yeah. No, it was, it was packed house both nights. So mm-hmm. I don't see it stopping. <laughs> All right. Who wants to kick this off? Start the story. <laughs> well, I will, because you know, the story starts with the trip. Obviously we are from St. Louis. And so to get to Grand Rapids was a little bit of a trek. We decided to hop in the car Thursday night. We made our way up to Chicago, and uh, Aaron was gracious enough to host us at his house. From there in the morning, we made our way to Grand Rapids. It was like a three-hour drive from Chicago, mm-hmm. um, and I was an idiot, and I didn't update my GPS to avoid tolls. <laughs> so, <laughs> we man, we saw some interesting stuff, though. Like, we're driving like on these tolls, and all of a sudden, there's a high-speed chase going right past us. Like, I don't, we still, to this day, have no idea how they got past the tolls. Like, no idea. They stopped at the tolls. They did? It was the best start. Yeah, the guy who was getting chased stopped at the toll, and then the cop car stopped at the toll right behind him. So it, it was a high-speed chase come to a screeching halt. And, it was, and then it was, I guess continued afterwards. Because yeah, they were yeah, gone. It was, like, <laughs> it was yeah. three or four cop cars behind this one guy. And they did not pay their tolls. They just turned on their yeah. lights and kept going. <laughs> yep. It <laughs> <That> was amazing. <laughs> That was a sign that this is going to be a good trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. So so we made it to the city, the park, uh, parking. Well, parking was a little bit of a fun thing trying to find, but we did find parking because people have to remember that the first day is a Friday. And when you get there, it starts at like one. 
uh, everybody's at work in mm-hmm. the middle of downtown Grand Rapids. So you can't park at businesses. You can't, you know, you, there's specific places that you have to park. So that day was a little bit of a adventure. Seeing the incredible line, uh, I mean, to get into the place was was breathtaking. To be honest, like <laughs> breathtaking. <laughs> yeah, That's not the word I thought you were going to use. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It was, it was like it was long. It was a marvel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a long line, and I I'm kind of curious uh, when the the end of it officially got into the the park. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah, that that was <laughs> Uprisers. When you listen to this, let us know if you were like at the end, three miles down that line, <laughs> and how long it took you. Because <laughs> it was one of those things. Like, and I think me and Casey have talked about this in another episode. Like at the at red, red flag. flag, yeah, red flag. Like walking down the line, and then oh, okay, it's going around this corner, and then you keep walking, and then it's just like oh, geez, where is this line going to end? That's how this one felt. And it was even worse because like you just kept walking, kept walking, and it's like okay, it turns a corner, like okay. You keep walking, walking. Okay, it turns a corner. Like, what the hell? It goes up a hill. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! <laughs> Down a highway, <laughs> back to the tolls. <laughs> it went <off. laughs> so we finally made it in, thankfully, just in time to see Black Note graffiti, and they did not disappoint. They were great. Yeah. I'm so glad we made it in to see them, especially after just talking to them a couple of weeks back. That was it was really. Yeah, cool. I felt like such an asshole if we were like, yeah, we totally are going to be there. But like, uh, sorry, we're stuck in the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we said it multiple times that we would be there to see them. So, yeah, it was like we kind of made it to where we had. To. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't make liars of ourselves at that point. Yeah. So that's the one thing. My, my real quick gripe is that, you know, the, the first band goes on like 110 and the doors open at one. So I, I just think that like there should have been a little bit more time to let people get in, let people kind of get acclimated. Not only that, but you're also given more time for your vendors to sell more stuff because uh, that's also a, a, another gripe is the lines for like merchandise and stuff. So you get that extra hour for people to get in and get whatever the hell they want right off the bat. Yeah. But who knows? I don't. It's a park. Like we don't know the the restrictions and stuff. Like there could be yeah. pickleball tournaments going on or some crap. You never know. Never know. You never, you never know. know. Yeah, I'm sure that there's some provisions and stuff in place and and restrictions. But I don't know. It feels like something could be done to alleviate some things. But back to Black Note Graffiti. Yes. Right. They were a, a great opening band. Because not only did they have the energy that you needed, but they 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 drew you in. Like it, I I really wish I could remember the term that oxymorons use, like the zombie fan, where like zombie effect, yeah, where they like you're just at the end of it, you're ah, oh, what's this band? I got to get closer to the stage, and that's what they did. Like everybody was real, everybody that was there was real close to the stage. They they had everybody's attention. Yeah, they were awesome up there. Gabby on her keys, and then occasionally uh not playing the keys and just taking the mic off the stand and, and dancing around. I thought the coolest thing about their set was the juxtaposition. So you, you know, in like heavy music, it's common to have, you know, a clean vocalist and a, and a screamer, but it's not common for them to be a woman and a man in different roles. So Gabby doing, you know, she's got a great voice. She's up there doing the clean singing. And then Ricardo throws in these shrieks in half the songs that they played. And so it was just, it was really interesting to hear those things together and see them in person. Yeah, very reminiscent of uh, Lacuna Coil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had a really nice dynamic on stage as a group, and it was nice to watch them. Very enjoyable. What were your impressions, Hannah? 
of Black Note Graffiti. I know that you really liked them. You were I really liked Black Note Graffiti, but I th- I thought one thing was very interesting is they have a good side of the band because you really want to get on that right side so that yeah. you can see Gabby from the front. Yes, and like yeah. I, I had to move so that I could get a good view and get the good show. Um, so I th- I thought that was very interesting. It's not always like that with all bands to where there's like a the best place to see them, but they definitely <laughs> had like a prime viewing area yeah yeah and for reference so when gabby is up on stage you know instead of playing keyboards directly at somebody she she rob rivera's them and puts them to the side (laughs) and so she's playing like at the side it was awesome though like i don't think she should do it any differently like it it was great like that i thought it was very unique but it was you know different well and it also allows like ricardo and the other guitarists to move around the stage a lot more and you know and then she also has a lot more room too when she stops playing keyboard yeah very entertaining yeah so after enjoying the band that kicked off the festival um we decided to make our first trek up the legendary hill that we heard warnings about (laughs) 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 the warnings were no joke all right (laughs) <laughs> I had to look it up afterwards just because like I, I couldn't believe how big of a fucking hill this thing is. Like I, I'm just gonna <laughs> say it outright. Like it, it it's 160 foot tall and like you say you know, you think about that. That's honestly that's a sixteen story building. Like that's that's no joke. Or no, hold on. That's yeah. Yeah, because like usually a floor of a of a building is ten foot, right? Sure. Or most of them, ten feet high. I'll go with that. So, I mean, it it's a super, super high hill and I, I, words cannot describe like it'll be super fun in the winter to sled down that shit. Like, you'd probably die because like you couldn't stop. So you go so fast at the bottom, you'd run right into the fence or the baseball field. But yeah, you keep going all the way across the field. <laughs> right. Yep. However, getting up to the top in ice would not be no. fun. No, oh, yeah, man, you'd no. have to start there. Yeah, it's yeah. A summit at the top. Yeah, to, yeah it's a summit. Yeah, you'd have to drive around <laughs> to the neighborhood up there. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's split into like two sections, basically. So you have to, or at least the um, blacktop portion. There's the low grade, <laughs> the mid grade, and the steep grade. Yes. And yeah. you have yes. to pick your route carefully. Right. Yes. Yeah. That is very true. <laughs> so to, to further explain the setup of, of Belknap Park, it pretty much is a natural amphitheater because you kind of have this baseball field at the bottom, more or less. And, and pickleball courts. It's more or less at this actual baseball field. You have this baseball field thing at the bottom where the main stage is. And you have kind of, you know, just a big, wide, plain seating area out there. And then you have this giant hill at the back that goes all the way up, creating sort of like a, almost like a bleacher kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and then at the top of that, you have a much smaller but still pretty cool space where they set up the lookout stage, hence the name lookout, because you're looking out over a gigantic hill. It it works in its own way. It has some logistical issues, but there is something cool about it, too. One of the things that I love about it is that it really makes you think, is that band worth trekking up the hill for? <laughs> yes, <laughs> because the local stage, if you didn't feel like making a trek between sets, the local stage is off to the side at the bottom of the hill. So you can kind of split the difference and just hang out around there if you don't feel like making the journey. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And the other thing, to, not to mention, which we didn't realize the first day, which I, I really wish we would have, uh, you can get tr- shuttle transports up to the top. They actually do have a line where you wait in line and they, they will shuttle your ass to the top. 
<laughs> yeah. Yep. We made great use of that on day two. <laughs> well, it's like, not, we'll get into this later, but like we were sitting on the hill and I was like looking down at the bottom of the hill and I'm like, ah, damn, there's the line for the shuttle right there. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been missing that thing all day. But I am proud that we, as a group, collectively hiked that sucker together at least the one time. Yeah. We hiked it four times. Thank you. Yeah. Well, by the end of the week, yeah, 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 but not four. all not all four of yeah, but not yeah. all four of us did no. it. Yeah. <laughs> all, all those times. We'll we'll get into that. <laughs> but we went up to see Dayseeker. Um we've talked about Dayseeker in a previous episode and and gave them rave reviews for their live performance, and so we had to go check them out again up at the top of that hill. Yeah, they they yeah. were great. I was really looking forward to them because that was my first time seeing Dayseeker and then heard them on the radio. I love their music so, and they were amazing. Amazing. I'm glad. Yeah, it's pretty much a consensus f- for the itch that uh, Dayseeker is really, really amazing live. And if you have a chance to check them out, you definitely should. Yeah, the, the most recent album they put out is a very powerful and emotional album. And it comes through in those recordings, but it adds a whole nother dimension to hear Rory uh, speak to some of the songs and have his level of crowd involvement seeing it live. It just it ups the level of quality to those songs to see them in that in that way. Yeah. Then we went down to uh, back down the hill. (laughs) (laughs) We had to because Dorothy was on and we love some Dorothy and some Sam, her guitarist, spoken with both of them in the past and we had to go see them. This is yeah. my first time seeing them. I know you guys have seen them before. It was my first time as well. How did you feel about it? I was very impressed. I thought it was really, really good. I like their music a lot, but I always wait for my final judgment till I see them live. So that was like my, they're an awesome band, would definitely go see them again. Like they get a check. I agree. Nice. They passed the Hannah test. Which yes. is saying something because Hannah doesn't really like blues inspired type <laughs> music or this is true music where like at the live shows that where they have like drum solos and guitar solos and things like that sam won her over yeah <laughs> i need <laughs> i need to bring up um a question and i don't know who this is for but i'm gonna put it out there anyway <laughs> there's a part during dorothy's set where she interacts with the audience and she <laughs> she goes Hold on. Can you see my hoo-ha? <laughs> because I forgot to wear underwear. So. And then she's like, she's like, quit looking. Quit <laughs> looking. I, I, I have a comment and a question. The comment, I think it's adorable that she said hoo-ha because it reminds me of Elliot from Scrubs, who despite <laughs> being a doctor, couldn't say proper genitalia. <laughs> she yeah. had to make up words for them because she was uncomfortable with it. Second. Maybe this is just me, but I have never in my life forgotten to wear underpants. <laughs> I don't understand how that's a thing that one could do. You don't. Can anybody? I don't think you forget. I think that was intentional, but. Okay. I just <laughs> wanted to throw it out there. I, I don't know. So she did have on. I mean, this is like lady talk, right? But she had on. Uh, yeah. Um, we have a lady for you this. You know, yeah. her. Um, what do you call them? Leggings? Fishnet pantyhose yeah right so if she put those on and then planned to put on underwear and then planned to put you know had a certain order plans got distracted in the middle of her order i could (laughs) see how it could happen so i'm I'm thinking this is a legitimate forgotten underwear case 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I can. I can buy that. I well, just... she definitely got people's attention with that. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, she had it already, but then you bring that up, like. Well, and then she, and then she had her flannel uh, shirt tied around her waist too. So. She was going grunge style, yeah, with the flannel around the waist. Yeah. I yeah. did not notice anything though, so I don't know whether she was actually displaying it or not. <laughs> I can't judge on that. Yeah, it might have just been a bit. I don't know, but I think it either way. But one of the things I, I do want to mention during the Dorothy set is that uh, one of the coolest things so far, and in, in, in my opinion, so we've been talking about things like having checklists and and things that we want to accomplish uh, since doing the, this podcast. And one of the coolest things happened during the Dorothy set for us we decided to push the limits of our media pass and we're just like kept walking back and we're like, here, are they going to let us back here? Oh my God, they let us back here. Are they going to let us back here? Okay. They're going to let us back here. We ended up on the side of the stage for, for Dorothy. And it was, it was one of the coolest things while we were, were, while we were sitting there watching them from the side of the stage. Like I've never experienced (laughs) that before. Um, It was, it was surreal. That was one of those moments we've been kind of doing this podcast. We keep talking about these, these, these pinch me moments. And and that was by and far one of the coolest moments for me. I was being side stage while Dorothy is is playing. That was really cool. It was, it was really cool. And then they got, they were done. And so we, uh, as they were playing their last song, we're like, all right, we better clear out because we don't need to, we don't need to be here for the, for the whole result. There was a lot of stage tear down that needed to occur yeah. and we did not need to be in the way. That was, that would have been no, no bueno. Right. Well, and then we also met up with black note graffiti just because we had forgotten to take pictures with them at that point, at that point too. So uh, they were kind enough to come over and take pictures with us. Um, and then we decided to wait for Sam to try to, you know, talk with him. He's been on our show. We've had good interactions before. He's from St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's one of our boys. So, we decided to wait for him and uh and yeah it was and talking with him was great like and he gave us some pics oh which i actually still have in my wallet i gotta grab that. <laughs> <laughs> and i still have kc's yeah yeah <laughs> nice yeah but it was nice it was nice interacting with sam and then uh and then the evening changed real quick yeah <laughs> it all changed real <laughs> it all, quick it all changed yeah my my body likes to uh give out on on me uh, at the most inopportune times. So uh, <laughs> I uh, basically passed out and had to uh, be carted away to the, the tent for a bit. And my body never really fully recovered. <laughs> yeah. It was very similar to the rival Suns show uh, where you kind of lost, uh, I guess, I wouldn't say consciousness because you were still like yeah, yeah, wide yeah. awake, which was very scary to be honest. Uh, but one thing I wanted, yeah. one thing I wanted to draw attention to is that uh, for one, the medical staff and the security staff of the whole entire festival were top notch. Like every single yeah. one of the people that I interacted that was either wearing a red medic vest or a yeah. uh, yellow security vest. They were yellow, right? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, like a yellow green. Yeah. They were all amazing, yeah. amazing people. Um, and I, 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 had, I had nothing but the best things to say about them because they were right there, thankfully, and reacted real quick. They they, they took you and whisked you away, um, took care of you. And so I, I can't say enough positive things about the people that were there, the staff, the medical and security staff there. Yeah, I agree. 
my only criticism is that they needed to have a more uh, medical staff, to be honest, because people need to remember this is the middle of July. It's fucking hot. And, you know, yes, they, they offered free water, but that was like the bare minimum. They, they, they really need to consider either having like some kind of a cooling tent or a misting station or some way uh, to help people in, in the heat um, because there, there was a lot of, it wasn't just you. Like it was, it was constant yeah. almost yeah. every, every set, at least every band had to stop. And, and it was, it was just crazy. Like every single band had to stop. It was like, Hey, help this person, medic, medic. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I get that it's the middle of July and, you know, people do obviously need to take care of themselves and drink water and, and hydrate themselves. But I, I think it's also a responsibility of the festival to at least offer things like, you know, like I said, a cooling tent or um, just, just different things to possibly cool off, which the free water was great. And the water was cold. I can't complain about that. That's the, it was honestly the best water I've ever had at any fucking place I've ever been to. Like any uh, concert <laughs> place, like, you know, so yeah. I, I can't complain about that. But yeah, I mean, people would say, you know, make sure you're hydrating and stuff. Like we're a cautious bunch. Like we were taking sunscreen. We had water bottles. Yeah. But Casey is six foot seven. And no matter how much you hydrate, if you're standing in the sun in 90 degree weather for six hours, it's coming back out of you. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing you can do about that. Right. And so, like, there's you have to have a lot of precautions. And I even bought the liter water bottle and filled that sucker up and, and downed it multiple times. Yeah. It wasn't for lack of trying to hydrate on your part, is what I'm saying. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Right. So needless to say, as our drama is going on, we kind of were a little privy to the drama going on around us at the festival, which, you know, we were talking with Gabby and Ricardo and all of a sudden they had a couple of calls that they possibly had an offer to go back on stage. And we're like, what, what do you mean? What, what's going on? And so the rumors started flying. Somebody, somebody canceled, somebody backed out and come to find out in this moment did back out. And so, yeah, it was just really interesting to kind of be in the midst of that because the, you could tell that there was just a serious scramble going on, trying to figure out, okay, what the hell are we going to do? How are we going to replace it in this moment on the main stage? And man, Dylan Delato got the chance of his lifetime. That is for sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so they, in this moment ended up pulling out of their performance, literally like a few hours before it was supposed to happen. So at that point, well, it's, it's one hour. So Dorothy ended at three fifty-five, and in this moment was supposed to start at four fifty-five. So, yeah. so there's nothing you can really do. Exactly. So the stage manager was basically <laughs> calling all the bands at the <laughs> place that were there. Like, <laughs> uh, can anybody come fill in this spot? Dylan Delato is supposed to perform after in this moment over on the loud and local stage. He's a teenager and he's a DJ. And so he, to Dan's point, yeah, opportunity of a lifetime. He got moved to the main stage on really a technicality, but it also makes a lot of sense because as a DJ, he had the least work to do to get there. Yeah. Because people yeah. were like, why didn't you just move Memphis Mayfire down from the lookout stage to play on it or whatever? Because Memphis Mayfire's crap was all set up at the top of that hill. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to come down, sound check, set everything up, do all that within that hour? Well, and that's yeah. that's the thing is that people don't quite understand is so the sound like the whole band area for the uh, the lookout stage is a completely different area. Like we were talking to Eva the next day and apparently like the, the, the green rooms for the bands are off site up the for the lookout stage. And so like mm. all of their crap, like including their personal crap was 
a completely different location. And you can't like, especially within an hour, you can't just be like, Hey, pick it all up and bring it on down this giant ass hill. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, you know, the festival, regardless of, of who takes what share of the blame in, in the the fracas within this moment, they were in a rock and a hard place at that point, no matter what. And so, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I was particularly interested in Dylan, but I think it was a great opportunity for him. And I think they did the best they could to, put somebody on that main stage during that slot. So it wasn't just nothing happening. Yeah. The one thing that I will say that happened because of it is it gave everybody the opportunity to scale that hill for Memphis Mayfire. (laughs) Everybody was at the top of that hill for Memphis Mayfire. There's no doubt in my mind. That was the most crowded. It was all weekend. It was, it was super packed. Yes. It went off. I, I missed this part. I was with Casey (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and I don't regret that, mind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Memphis Mayfire was was somebody I was interested in seeing. So did you guys stay up there for that whole set? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They they were they were amazing. Like we saw them on Shiprocked, and like I wasn't able to like be super close. Like we kind of were, you know, taking the leisure way of seeing them. Both times we got to see them. Actually, no, we only got to see them one time because they were playing at the same time as Bad Omens the second time. Yeah. 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 So, so this was just our second time seeing Exactly. Them. Yeah. So it, it, they were gotcha. great. Like, the, and, you know, being in a huge crowd, uh, it, that it was, for one, the other thing is, too, is I want to take a note and mention how freaking nice the people of Michigan are. Like, mm-hmm. everybody was just super friendly. Uh, you know, you think that, like, people in the Midwest are really nice. Like, these people were way too nice. Which I mean, like, <laughs> um, so like we had a great time just like talking in the crowd before the the band even started. But like you know when when the when the show started, it, it's it's super packed. But everybody did a really good job of kind of taking care of each other to where like I didn't feel like I was squashed. I didn't feel like I was gonna die because it was too hot and everybody's like surrounding you. Um, it, I, I will say that like I was I was very impressed at how how well everybody took care of each other. You know, if somebody got sick, like the crowd cleared the way, let them out. Um, yeah, so it, it was, it was awesome show and everybody took care of each other and it was, it just made for a, a fantastic and my, like, I didn't see the ghost inside. I wasn't going to scale the hill again to see that band. So for me, the, the Memphis Mayfire was kind of like the lookout stage headliner and they were great. And that's kind of why I also did not go back up there. Cause I just didn't think that the ghost inside could top that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Cause I had listened, you know, we had, you always do prep for festivals and stuff. I listen to music bands. I'm like, okay, am I going to enjoy this? Am I going to, you know, I need to see this band. Uh, and you know, I listen to the ghost inside and, and it, they're great at what they do. It's just, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Makes Which sense. is actually what happened with the next band. Uh, Cause after Memphis Mayfire, we went and found a, a nice spot on the Hill. Um, and we watched lamb of God, which the first thing that I noticed, and I even texted our, our friend Pat, um, who is a huge Lamb of God yeah. fan. I was like, holy cow, Randy has no dreads. It's amazing. <laughs> so I, I heard one, I, I, it made me feel super special because I got a picture with Randy in January and he's got dreads. Yeah. So, and he's got dreads. <laughs> <laughs> You got one of the last yes. last pictures with the last dreads. sightings exactly. of those dreads. <laughs> I ever heard somebody say later on that he like just does that like every 10 years or something. He just shaves yeah. his head and starts over. Pat said that he know. had not shaved his head since 06. Wow. Yeah. It's 15 well, or so. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, but you know, so we watched this at lamb of God and, and they put on a great set. 
I will say again, it's it's just it's not my thing. But man, there's no denying that that Randy can manipulate a crowd and just like get them to do whatever he wants, like just this giant circle pits or whatever he wants to do. Like he he can work a crowd. There's no doubt, even without dreads. That <laughs> that's vital. That is that is vital, and that honestly is what separates headliners from from openers at some point or another in the game, um, yeah. which we'll come back to. Actually, probably for the next band and then later. <laughs> yeah, as we mentioned, the ghost inside was kind of headlining the, the lookout stage. And I'll be honest, like a lot of people scaled the hill. Like there was a ton of people that went back up there to see them. Um, but after going up there twice, I was done. <laughs> I was I was done. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I, in fact, once we found that spot on the lawn, I, I was I was actually laying down. I almost took a nap. Um, <laughs> there was no way I was going up that thing again. No. Yeah, no. you had to pace yourself two times, two times a day. Times that was is, done. Is max. Yep. Yeah. So we we did makes, have a great spot though for Bring Me the Horizon. Um, and while we didn't stay for the entire set because I I really wanted to beat the crowd, like there was a ton of people there, and I wasn't going to wait in traffic. I mean, the line to get in was super long. I can only imagine how long the line to get out would have been. Um. Yeah. So we stayed for uh, about half of bring me set and they were great. Like we had seen them live before we talked about this. I'd missed a little bit of their set the first time I saw them, but um, the second time they were way better. And I'm guessing it was probably the difference of them being a headliner because they had like flames. They had like this awesome background (laughs) that was like the first time I've ever seen a band have lyric videos with them. So weird. All right. But yeah, they like it. And then they like started off with like their some of their biggest songs like Mantra and, and Strangers and uh, and Happy Song. It was and like so they were just like kept hooking you in with another song. Okay, I'll say another. Okay, I'll say another song. Okay, I'll another say another song. And they started playing their heavy songs, and I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, the beginning was just like greatest hits yeah. right from the top, and it was just like yeah. this is awesome. <laughs> and the lights and the great. It was just a great like stage show um then the heavy stuff started and we're like i, I think we're good to go at this point <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know i'm sure they had more great stuff that we missed though. yeah i do agree with that because we what, the funny thing is, is as we were leaving the park like you could still hear everything like or even from yeah. uh where we were walking to get to our car um yeah, yep. they're, uh, oh, outside yeah. In the parking lot you could still hear like everything is clear as day. Like you didn't necessarily need to go. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. We could tell you more about that for day two yeah. as well. Yeah. We'll come back <laughs> to some of these topics. Shall we move on to day two? Yeah. We just got some degree of sleep and came back the next day. Full yeah. force. Casey was back and I was back. <laughs> you had to make a pit stop and, and, and come get me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was hitchhiking from the hospital. <laughs> Hey, and this time I didn't go to so the wrong hospital, ride. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Casey was, was good and uber hydrated <laughs> in preparation for for today, yes. for day two. And good thing, because on paper, day two looked stronger anyway. <laughs> it ended up being one of the, uh, just an incredibly memorable day. Right. I mean, right off the bat, what happened in the first 10 minutes of getting into that place? Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so we trek up the, the will call area like we did before and and 
got in and uh, you mean we scaled that long line to get in <laughs> yeah we we immediately uh turned to the left and saw the the pavilion area and uh, who's the the first band spot is fame on fire yeah who were all uh sitting in their dressing room area um so yeah we i i have a rapport kind of with brian from ship rocks uh brian the lead singer of fame on fire uh, and from just hanging out with him at ship rocks um so went and introduced ourselves again and uh <laughs> and kind of talked with him and the whole kind of the idea was for one just to hang, hang out with him talk with him again because it's been since january since i had seen him or talked with him um but I was also hoping that I could possibly introduce his band. I was I was really hoping I could get on stage and introduce Fame on Fire as the best fucking metal boy band there is. <laughs> he made I his pitch. Really, really he wanted made his to. Pitch. And, Dan was and, like, "I'm shooting my shot today, like, guys. Let's do this." <laughs> and for a split second, it seemed like it was it was going to happen. And then we heard that someone else was supposed to introduce him, and then no one no one introduced no. him. So. I don't know what happened. No, it there. seemed like I think I only saw one or two bands get introduced. Yeah, yeah it was sort of a three from what I heard. Um, yeah. it, it seemed like the local radio stations had worked out deals with the festival to introduce bands. Uh, I am totally going to pitch next year that if any of those radio DJs fall through, just give me a ring. I will fucking run my ass to that stage and, <laughs> and introduce any damn band they want me to. I don't care. He's going to roll right. down that hill from the yeah. from the lookout yeah. to the main stage <laughs> and just bolt through the crowd. No, and I'll get the artist's golf cart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so we hang we got to we got to say hi to Brian and Fame on Fire. Super nice guys. We we're big fans. Um and meanwhile as that's happening we glance over across the way to the tent and see another fire band that we're big fans of <laughs> hanging out over there. <laughs> yep. This is we Evo walking yeah, full, lots yeah. of fires. Full full fire going on. Yeah, we we hopped over from one fire to the other. It's like it's like we're fighting fires from Canada or something. <laughs> we're firefighters. Yeah. From Canada. Yeah. We were closer to Canada than we yeah, were. It was pretty close. But we saw we saw Eva walking into the tent and uh, we went ahead and said hello. Got to meet all the band members for the first time, and they were super friendly, and and that was an awesome experience. And then, oh, we even, did we did yeah. the the duck duck goose kind of thing. Like yeah. we're sitting at this round table, <laughs> and we all just we literally just all walked in a circle, shaking each hand like it was the goofiest it's thing. So weird. I didn't yeah. expect everybody to follow me. Like I just, I don't know. I, I just started shaking hands. I was like, all right, well, I guess it's I can't seemed, like well, just stop. Well, I was right behind you, and the guy just stuck his hand out. So I was like, oh, well, I need to shake his hand. And then the next hand came right. out. So it just, like, fell into yeah. place. Hands everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, hey. they, all, they all needed sugar. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> it, it, seemed, it seemed appropriate. It was very efficient. It was very efficient. <laughs> it was. Yeah, they it didn't have to move, and we just circled them. Yeah. Optimal way to, to meet people. Highly recommended. And then uh, Eva hung out with us. A lot. <laughs> yeah. She gave us a little tour. Yeah. Yeah. We met a house. dog. We met yes. a dog from one of the guys that, from theory. Catharsis Theory. Also one of the guys from Catharsis Theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, was, which <laughs> Eva, to her credit, is such a sweetheart. Like, like remember, when you see somebody with a dog, you go and pet the dog. And oftentimes you ignore the human, right? <laughs> because you're interested in the dog. She made a specific point 
to like get up and introduce herself to him because she's like, I'm sorry, you matter too. <laughs> it's not just the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that guy's was, really cool. I like him already. That was one yeah, of my favorite things of the entire day. And we'll probably continue to mention this is just watching her and her element. Like she's just, yeah. she's just a natural social butterfly. Um, and just yeah. to see her like interact with, with bands and with, with uh, fans. And it was just really awesome to, to be witness to that all day. Yeah. yeah. I want to come back to that for sure. Yes. Uh, before we get too far. Well, actually we'll segue with that. She came over with us and we watched uh, a band together to start off the day. Yeah, we did. We got to watch a, a virtue, another Michigan band. And uh, <laughs> I thought they were fantastic. Yeah, they were. They, really were. Good. they were great. We were already loosely aware of uh, Damon, their yes. guitarist. Yes. Um, because he had worked with Taylor Roberts uh, in writing with Killers, who we spoke with in the Taproot interview. And um, he and the rest of the band just, they slayed it up there. Like, this is one where I was like, I'm going to listen to y'all more now because I really like what I just saw. Exactly. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah. Um, and seeing them with Eva was was fun, too, because she was definitely into the, into the band. And um, we're all taking pictures of the band and taking you know selfies and um, I got one of the cool, we got like one of the coolest photo bombs ever during that set. Yeah, it's a double photo bomb. Yeah, yep, double photo. Anna didn't even know you she probably was seen somebody's post. I had no idea I was photo bombing. I was just watching the band, minding my own business. Dan was like trying to. I had to jump something. to get into that picture. <laughs> it's hard to get over. Yeah, Casey's just shoulder. to be seen over Casey, I had to jump. <laughs> I timed no, it, was, it, it was awesome. It was great. <laughs> you did. Fantastic photo. You did. No, that was it was just awesome just hanging out and just chilling, watching watching music with, with one of our good buddies, our fourth member. Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> quit n- numbering, I think. Because I if we got her and we have Hannah and there might be more. I mean we got we got Jason from Nonpoint on the peripheral yeah. here. Like there's Joey. Yeah. Like there's some people here who are like Yeah. They're part time members. Yeah. They and are so sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to look nope. the extended crew yeah but we were able to give eva the stickers the your mother loves us itch stickers yeah so <laughs> mama fire you better be on the lookout if she doesn't give you one you can ground her <laughs> yeah and she had to run away after a virtue to go do sound check at the top of the hill um yep and we decided to get some food and we were sitting in the artist tent it was really funny because <laughs> I just have to mention this because like um, I went to throw my food away and there's this this lady coming in and she's like waving at me and smiling. And I'm like, I'm looking behind me like, who the fuck is she looking at? Like, what is going on? Like, like, does she know me? Like, who the hell is this? I don't get waved at by cute girls. Like, it's just so weird. Like, Especially with Hannah nearby. Yeah, right. With your wife right next to you, especially. She's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, I must know this lady, obviously. <laughs> I forgot to tell Dan that I had been messaging Rebecca Potzner before this to, for us to meet up and say hi. And so she, he was the first person she saw. And yeah. he had no idea. <laughs> I was, you can go back a couple yeah. episodes and hear our interview with Rebecca. She was in charge of social media and a bunch of other things for this festival. Yes, yeah, it, I was. It was it was great meeting her. I was so beside myself. It's like, who is she waving at me? Like, what is going on? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, but it was it was great chatting with Rebecca and uh, 
catching up a little bit. Yeah, and it was so funny because we're, yeah. we're sitting there talking, and then all of a sudden we hear Fame on fire start, and I'm like, ah, crap, I gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. She had to go. We had to go. Yeah. And yeah, let yeah, me yeah. tell you, uh, we saw a lot of sets that day, but Welcome to the Chaos was was like the song that kept popping back into my head, like between when we were singing yeah. artists. Yeah. Like all day long, that track. Bum, 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 bum. It's just all, all day. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we saw Fame on Fire twice on Shiprocked, and it's it's hard to say this, but they were better this time. I truly think that Blake has become, is like just getting better at singing. I mean, they all sing really good, like choruses and uh, together, but I don't know. Blake's voice is just sounding great. That yeah, is but, why I call them a boy band. Yeah. They blend well yeah. together. They... Well, yeah, they just sound harmonize, good. Yeah. They harmonize yeah, properly. Choreography. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and the other thing I forgot, uh, yeah, maybe in the future, the other thing I forgot is that Blake flicks picks farther than anyone I have ever seen. <laughs> and he, he did not fail at upheaval either. Cause like he was hitting, the, he flicked one all the way to the top of the hill. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was hitting the second. <laughs> no, just, uh, he, I bet you he could maybe <laughs> but, uh, throw a football over a mountain. He was hitting like the second and third deck at ship rocked. And like people were talking, like it was a talk of everybody. I was like, Oh my God, just see how far he flicked that pick. Uh, and yeah, he, he was getting like way out to the chairs and the, uh, at, yeah. at, at the, that's at impressive. The, yeah. That is those chairs were not close. No, they were not. No, but he definitely got out. Of everybody the needs to take, yeah. Everybody needs to take pick flicking technique uh, training <laughs> from, Blake. from from Blake of Fame on Fire. That's right. <laughs> he could start a pick flicking consulting business. Yeah, there you go. There you consultancy. Go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so but then were... again, we followed up one fire with another and went up the hill and saw Eva perform. Track number and three. That was a blast. Yeah, track number three. Up the 160 yep. foot hill. Was that the time we went straight up? Yes, that was the yes. time. Yes, so we walked. <laughs> didn't take the winding. Yeah. Yes, no, no. Uh -oh. we, well, we went up. Straight way up, up the grass. Yep. That was you, you took the shortest yeah, no. shortest distance as a straight line. Yes, because, yeah. For, so, okay, so t t for reference, you guys were waiting in line. You had like left a little bit of yeah. fame on fire and you were about to be picked up by the uh the thing and eva under fire mm -hmm. was getting ready to start i don't want to miss any other set and so i'm like well the quickest way is straight up this hill let's do it we haven't done that all all weekend we can do it let's try it that was stupid um. <laughs> <laughs> i agreed to do it once about halfway up i was like I don't know if I decision. can do this anymore. <laughs> just stop. Just stop. Like, but I knew I couldn't stop either. Or I was just right. going to fall roll over down, and yeah. roll down the hill. <laughs> so I just kept chugging through. Good job, guys. You did it. But but thankfully, we were able to uh, sneak through the uh, the gate there. And, well, not sneak. Uh, we were allowed. Yeah, we, I yeah, yeah, yeah. we abused the hell out of our media passes the second day. Yeah, up on the top of the lookout stage. We, we, we made the, the most stage. of them. Yeah, at the lookout stage. Yeah, it was, it was really cool to, yeah, to get was. to see them from that angle. Casey uh, finally used the photography pass and got down. So for those who don't know, at most concerts, especially big festivals and things like this, photographers are allowed to get up close to the stage for the first three songs to go down to the pit and then you have to leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Casey did. So I did. Yeah. <laughs> 
with his iPhone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I tried to kind of steer clear of the professional photographers with the massive cameras because <laughs> right. I didn't want to block block their shots. So I, I I found my my spot to the side, but it was it was a good it was a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to make mention is that um, I, I it's it's a little bit weird being more well known in another state than your own home state. <laughs> yes, I was gonna. I was gonna mention this. Yeah, as well. a couple, which is not to say very well known. No, I just want to be no, clear. not a, yeah, 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 still, yeah, yeah, still just the just the slightest. It's like three to five people. <laughs> yeah, out yeah, of, out of like <laughs> out of like I don't know how many people were there, like twenty thousand, ten thousand or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. So, but it it was it was for one, it was awesome because again, everybody was super super nice. But it it just is one of those things that like because you're not used to it. It just takes you back. You're like, Oh, Hey, you're from the itch. Oh, Hey, you're from the itch. You're like, Oh yeah. Well, I guess the shirt gives away. Um, the shirt does give it away. There was people that recognized this, but there was one person actually asked to take a photo. Didn't they? Yeah. Right before. Which was, which is wild. Yeah. We're like, absolutely. You can take a photo because (laughs) nobody asks people from the radio, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do this. That's, that's twice now, by the way, guys, I was, I was going to say that chemical fire was the first time. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And this was the second. So you guys are semi celebrities now. Social media stars here, guys. <laughs> sort of <laughs> stars. Yeah. <laughs> the one photo. The two, two photos. photos. <laughs> yeah. I got recognized a couple times the first day as well. Uh, yeah. But uh, the shirt yeah. gives it away, obviously. It does. And it that's does. why we wear it everywhere. Yes. Branding. Um, yeah, branding is important. <laughs> but man, that was a great set. I mean, I've never, you guys, I mean, we've had Eva on the show a bazillion times. And probably will a bazillion more, but I'd never actually seen her live because she always ends up coming through St. Louis. Oh. And you guys see her and I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> and so this was actually my first time seeing them. And it was she's she's dynamic. The whole band is is a lot of fun. Um Chris the guitarist with his giant on brand onesie thing, jumpsuit. Uh yeah. he's he's over here cracking wise. Um <laughs> you had kids crowd surfing. It was yes. wonderful. Yeah. That was it was a pleasure getting to see them live for the first time after after this building this connection over the last couple of years. Yeah, and the top of the hill went off like they were there for Eva. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they were there for everyone. Like if you made that trek to that top of that hill, you wanted to see that band. Yeah. So there is, I, I will say that there is that bit of credit. Uh, like nobody was there by accident because you're not climbing to the top of that hill for no reason or waiting in line for, for the correct. shuttle for as long as you have to wait for it. Yeah. Right. So, right. so that was great. Um, we also caught wind of, of what was going to be the next artist performing up there. Uh, when we started seeing strange things come out of the buses <laughs> and be loaded <laughs> up onto the side of the stage, um, including an electric chair. Yep. Yeah. Which I didn't know to be part of rock shows. Um, you know, murder. I don't know. I guess Gore was performing at an after show, so I should have expected there might be some murder at the festival. <laughs> so. And there was also a sword in the stone, which was sword weird. Stone, yeah. And a big, yeah. like, dragon face. Dragon face and an egg of some sort. Oh, yeah, the egg. And the <laughs> egg. Oh, my gosh, the egg. Which we'll, we gotta, we'll repost that photo. Um, so to cut to the chase here, we're prepping for the band that I'm going to go ahead and say took me off took me by surprise the most i agree um now i've heard that that crowbot who we're speaking of now was a good live band 
but I didn't know they were so theatrical <laughs> and wild and had this much energy. <laughs> so they definitely, I think, made fans of the itch at this performance. Yeah, definitely. yeah, to set the stage. So we kind of didn't I, I, i've never seen crowbot live and for actually the one time i did was on um like the welcome to rockville stream and they didn't have the the stage props um and so you know we're, i know that they're on ship rocked and i was i was really curious to see them we didn't want to go down the hill and 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 have to come back up to see crowbot we were definitely interested in seeing them um and and so when they get on the stage when the band's playing they have like this intro it talks about like what is a crowbot the music starts playing and there's this big giant like egg on stage. And then the dude just pops out of the egg and the, and the, they start right into the first song. It, it was awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. He leaps out of that sucker. Hannah got a perfect shot of him midair. <laughs> yeah. See? It was like a whole story too. It yeah. just was incredible. <laughs> the show with a narrative. He was a wild man, Brandon, uh, yeah, from Brandon. Hannah Probot and the rest of the band as well. Yeah. Um, I'm putting them on the list of interviews. <laughs> yeah. Interview targets. I had no idea <laughs> what to wild. expect. Like no idea at all. And it, I, it was probably the second best stage show of the whole festival without a doubt. Nice. We also, I also wanted to make mention is that I'm pretty sure the bassist was filling the bassist from Flyleaf was filling in for crowbot. Mm-hmm. Correct. So to kick ass, and not have all of your members, it, it just says something. It says a lot about your band, honestly. Yeah. And kudos to the bassist because, like, I didn't even know he was not with Crowbot until he got on stage again with Flyleaf later in the evening. I was like, "Hey, that's the same guy. What, what's he doing?" Yeah, <laughs> like, his look totally fit in with the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did. And he was rocking out as if he'd been there for years. Exactly. Like he, he yes. that man knew him some crowbot music. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And was feeling that show. Very talented man. I want to give a little extra context here for something that I think is worth noting. You know, if if you've listened to this show before, you've probably caught on to like kind of the different perspectives and personalities that Casey and Dan and I have. Um, something that Hannah brings to the table that we talked about multiple times throughout this festival is a theater background. Which so she's paying very close attention to things like costuming and stage setup and and all this stuff that we don't necessarily pay as much (laughs) attention to. So it's a whole nother dimension that we're now participating in when we see these shows. Yes. And so that's, you know, that is one of the reasons why Crowbot would be so appealing. (laughs) Because yeah, it yeah. was kind of like watching a musical play. Indeed. Yes. So all you little theater kids <laughs> go out and check out Crowbot because that's the band for you. Or the next band. I mean, they led right perfectly into the next band because like they're both very theatrical in just completely oh, different types of ways. I did want to say one one quick thing about Brandon. I, I loved how he would uh, like basically push over his mic stand and then pull it back. Like, yeah, standing. He had the cable and he would constantly throw it out there and just like, like a fishing like he was lure or something. Doing a fishing lure, yeah, yeah. That was that was entertaining to watch. So, all right, yeah. They had but from one charismatic frontman to another, yes. <laughs> we moved on to Ice Nine Kills. And speaking of murder, at at a concert, <laughs> at a concert, yeah. And I don't think any of us have ever seen Ice Nine Kills live. No, no, not only, not to at, that point. only on the Rockville live stream a few years exactly. back that we refer to way more often than one would expect. <laughs> we had not. And by this time, we had already seen two songs where Spencer Charnas is on them. Yeah. 
on the CD. So I was so yeah. eager by that time that they came on to for them to start. Yeah, because, yeah. uh, you know, he's on Welcome to the Cast, which you mentioned, but he did not perform. You know, and we kind of went over this with Eva because it's just, he. you know, who, how, how often is he going to sing that song? You might not remember the lyrics. Uh, he's also featured, obviously, on Blow by Eva Under Fire. Um, so here in those the theme so- songs yeah, of this series, exactly. so here in those songs throughout <laughs> the day, just built anticipation like, OK, man, now I'm really excited to hear some Ice Nine Kills. Yeah. Watching the amount of members that are in that band, which I, <laughs> I really didn't know. I didn't know that was the case. I didn't know they had like eight people up on stage at all times. <laughs> I think they have six. <laughs> pretty sure they have like yeah, yeah. three guitarists. And a basis. Yeah. But then they also had people coming out yeah. as characters, like yeah. accessories to the song. Um, so it was, yeah. it was a lot happening out there. There was a shark at yeah. one point. Well, uh, whether or not they were chopping off their face or oh, uh, yeah, walking around with a balloon. Face. There was George, poor Georgie from It. <laughs> I've never heard. I never thought I would go to a concert and hear the chant, F that shark. <laughs> that was what was... <laughs> That poor shark. He just came out on stage. He, he didn't deserve that. I don't think. I guess he was probably Jaws or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Jaws. Because every one of their songs is supposed to be like a different horror movie. I'm not movie familiar with Ice Nine, but context clues, you know. Yeah, yeah like the horror yeah. movie theme that they go with. Because they, they had the Evil Dead and they had like the Evil Dead book. Yeah. Yes, yes, they did. Yes, yes. It was amazing how with intricate the, the their props yes. got. Yes. Because there were yep. chainsaws and axes and uh, yeah. jackets and yeah. Yeah, and the costume other, changes. Yeah, that was going to say th- that was the other thing that was so impressive is that so all these six dudes come out in full suits and ties or, bu- or, or bow ties and it's fucking hotter than hell. It's 90 degrees in <laughs> Michigan. Like it's super hot. I'm thinking yeah, they're yeah. going to die on stage. Like, and you know, or they, they're like going to take it all off by you know by the end of the the show and they just took their jackets off and that was it it was crazy yeah yep i do want to point out anytime um a band stops their set to to address something going on in the crowd especially if somebody needs medical care that's that's how that should be naturally it's never more jarring than when yeah. a man interrupts songs about serial killers to call for a medic for somebody <laughs> yes. in the crowd <laughs> Yes. Because I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Is he, is this part <laughs> of the act? Your vibe? Yeah, yeah. There's like the act. There's nothing more different between the act and the real person than that right there. Because like he literally was like, stop the show. I think twice yeah. to At get people twice, out. Yeah. At least twice, possibly yeah. three times. But then he comes back and he's like, are you ready for more music about yeah. murder? <laughs> <laughs> he literally says that. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm glad you could get those people to safety before you started killing more people. I was just so, like, yeah. yes, yes, I want more music about murder. <laughs> yes, I do. In I fact. do. Thank you. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but I, but I hope that guy's okay, though. Right, right, right. All the best to that guy. Now let's kill. That is like, one thing we um, yeah. left off about. Bring me the horizon as well. Is they stopped their set yeah, twice. They did for okay. people as well. So. They're almost all of the headliners yeah. had to stop their had set. to stop their sets due to whatever types of incidents happened in the crowd um, mm-hmm. both days. Yeah. And again, I think that goes back to I mean, and I get it. You know, people that are close, they don't want to leave. And their method of trying to solve for that was the security guard had a squirt gun and he was <laughs> squirting people all day. But like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, during during Ice Nine, when we were standing close to the stage, we witnessed a guy. Uh, oh yeah, that was during Ice pass Nine. Pass out and basically be waterboarded, more or less. Yeah, because he started throwing up, well, so they had to like. Uh, yeah, he was he was heat stroking in in front of us, um, and and again, medical staff was on it. They were there, although I had to run and get them because uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the crowd is so thick, Which, like you can't really like get them. You know, you're like, hey, medic, medic, and this freaking band's playing. You're like, uh, <laughs> nobody's gonna hear me over over Ice Nine Kills. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Which which shout out to Dan for being a man of action. That was the second time this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, he yeah. ran off and yelling for medics to come take care of people. So, yeah, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> I, I yeah, mess around. It's like it's a. I don't. I, I think it's that fatherly instinct. You know, it's just kind of mm. you're. You know, oh shit! I got to do something. It's you know, do it. Yeah, and then and then I was the beacon waving them in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> just go to the high power. You remember that scene in the Princess Bride where Andre the Giant just clears the whole path, yeah. yelling, "Everybody move!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Not as good as if you if you had a Holocaust cloak and you were on fire yeah, in a wheelbarrow. Right, that would have right. been even more awesome. But yeah. Thank you that for indulging more, my Princess Bride fandom. That would have been more cause for concern. But yeah. Right. So <laughs> So after I signed kills, we did want to try to uh go meet up with RJ real quick before they started getting set up. Um but we found out real quick that somebody for some reason our media passes uh were were uh asterisked or changed or <laughs> yeah um we had not valid anymore well, they were still valid we just had to be <laughs> escorted by security wherever we went and so we have a couple of assumptions and these again are assumptions and you know what they say about assuming stuff uh my ass- why i'm letting you do yeah, this my assumption <laughs> is that I-, I believe it was because ronnie was on site and you know he's he's big against media because he doesn't need media I think that uh, he he does his own publicity very well, so I, I yeah. think that it was just he didn't want them near him, and or so it was either that is that he didn't want them near him, or somebody in the media fucked up. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, is yeah. Somebody screwed up, went up to him, was like, ah, Roddy, Roddy, Roddy. And he's like, get the hell away from me. I have shit. To do. <laughs> right. Yeah, one one or the other. So unfortunately, we didn't get to uh, give uh, Mama Hale a. Uh, your mother loves us sticker. Yeah. But uh, we still got you, Mama Hale. If you hear this, we're going to tag your kids band in this in this episode. So <laughs> you can listen. We'll get you that sticker. Yeah. I mean, we did find another spot on the hill. We watched Hailstorm and it's it's fun watching them in in a, uh, a festival setting just because no matter what they do their thing, they they make fans. And it was amazing. Like we've seen hailstorm so many freaking times that I can tell you that Lizzie, she probably either wasn't feeling it or maybe just had the voice strain because she's been doing like back to back to back, back shows. Um, and she still and she sounded, just got back from Europe. Yeah, but they still sounded great. And, but you know, she knows her limits. She's such a great singer. She knows like her limits, even when her voice is strained. Yeah. And, and then RJ just, you know, steals the show every, and that was, <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh, your first time seeing them live, Aaron. What did you think? It was. Um, we talked about this a little before, but I can I can definitely share it. I'm not as big of a Hailstorm fan from the get-go as you guys are. I love RJ in particular because of the conversation we had with him and how much fun he was, and Lizzie because the conversation we got to have with her um, after that concert and you know how nice she was. 
but I've never really gotten that hard into their music. It was one of those things where like, I understand their appeal. Um, and obviously she's, you know, a knockout and it has an amazing voice. And obviously RJ has all the charisma in the world behind that drum kit and wearing bright green and being silly and stuff. Uh, but they still don't do a whole lot for me. And it also really juxtaposed like the benefit of him being in chemical fire where he really sh- gets to showcase himself on a different level. Um, Cause no matter how good of a drummer you are, you're not going to be in Hailstorm and outshine Lizzie. Yeah. yeah. And so, whereas in chemical fire, he's got him and Taylor and they just equally are out there, you know, being dynamic and in front of the crowd and stuff. But I think that's why he's always given his moment to shine uh, is because, yeah. you know, he, he is amazing yeah. in his own way. He's, he's, he's a great showman. Um, and he puts on one hell of a show every single time I've seen him. Yeah. As a, as a really big fan, I, I thought it was really, really cool to see so many new fans. Like when Hailstorm asked oh, how yeah. many people this was the first time seeing them, it was like 80, 90% of the crowd. Yeah. It was incredible. I was shocked. That, I was shocked. Yeah. And I'm used to going to shows and everybody singing every word, right? So everybody's big right. fans. There's not new people to the crowd you're like in the hailstorm family so to see all these other people like get exposed to hailstorm and see a show for our first time was just so cool because i haven't been in that environment since we first discovered them and like when their first album came out basically um so it it was just really cool that there's kind of still people out there that are still discovering hailstorm yeah, it made me it made me curious as to how how something like that could happen. Like w- w- maybe Hailstorm yeah. just hadn't been in that area very often, or um, yeah, I mean that was my guess is is just that there's just not yeah. Or, it was literally way more than half of the people raised like you know cheered when she's like, "Is this your first time?" And we're like, "But you're like one of the headliners yeah. of this. Like, right. how how right. have people not heard you? And you guys, you know, you're big fans, but obviously." But also, like, they come around. They tour a lot. RJ spoke about that. He's like, yeah. we're on tour. Like, I don't know what you say, like, eight months a year or something Ten like months. That. And we've... Yeah. I, Ten I, months. I, yeah, I yeah. can't even tell you the amount of times that I've seen them live now at this point. Like, I've, I've started to lose track. I think we... Yeah, we probably see them every other year. Yeah. I think they come yeah. through St. Yeah, Louis. At least. And you guys have seen them in probably the, probably the pageant, I would guess. Yep. Um, and probably venues. outdoors at... Yeah, at, at Point Fest and things like that. I know they've done those, haven't they? Yeah. I think so, yeah. 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 So you've probably yeah. seen them in all kinds of different atmospheres multiple, as well. Multiple different. Yeah, definitely. Do you think the festival setting is like the ideal one for them? Or do you, did you ultimately prefer them better in a smaller setting? I prefer, I prefer the more intimate, smaller setting yeah. for Hailstorm, just because Lizzie has so much emotion in her voice and, it just it's not the same in a giant crowd of thousands and thousands of people as it is like a small group enclosed when she's sitting at her piano and singing a ballad like you can't mm-hmm. do that at a festival right so there's well you can but it, yeah well right. i would say yeah, it's I, you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with my theater background casey yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. See. i would not advise it <laughs> you shouldn't yeah, exactly you shouldn't, you shouldn't attempt it. 
Can I make one one side note? Um, just to se- it's not a segue. It's just it's just a side note. Um, <laughs> the band that performed right after Ice Nine and before Hailstorm on the locals on the loud and local stage yes. was a band called City Awake. Yes. For some reason, I just was tickled by this. Funniest thing to me, loud and local stage in Grand Rapids, Michigan, was yep. perf- and in the middle of their set, they're like, "Hey guys, we're City Awake, and we're actually from Kentucky." Yes. And so I'm like, "But how though?" Right. <laughs> and yeah, that, I la- that I later mean. found out the math and how that actually probably happened, and that's is that the the way that I believe that they ended up booking these acts to play on that stage um, was kind of you basically as a band get can get like a promotional code to try to sell tickets to upheaval. And so the more of them that you are able to get people to buy in on the higher chance that you're going to get booked for those stages, because you have proven that there are people who will come to see you who are your fans. Um, So naturally that's going to largely favor people who are pretty darn close to grand rapids. Apparently these guys have a pretty good and loyal fan base that are willing to follow them. The yeah. six hours or whatever from Kentucky <laughs> to see right. it. So they end up on a Michigan local stage, despite <laughs> not being local to anything but the Midwest, I guess. <laughs> if only they were there for day one. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's, I was like, I'm pretty sure you drove farther, like almost as far as we did to get here. <laughs> we <Yeah>. are not local. <laughs> so I don't know. That was funny. It was. The other thing I wanted to mention but, is that... Um, as many times as we have seen Hailstorm, they played a song that I honestly was not familiar with. And Ooh. yeah. So and that's why. Oh wow. So so they played a song called Takes Takes My Life. Um and both me and Hannah have been fans fans of this band since their first album. And so like when they started playing the song, we were taken back and like, I don't recognize this at all. Um so when the set list came up on online we had to look it up and it's apparently a song that they did from 2006. So it was like one of their first early, early songs that they ever like made as a band. That is a wildly deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just kind of, kind of neat throw in too for, for fans like us that have been to these shows and seen so many of them. It was just really weird. It was like, what is this song? I'm not familiar with this at all. <laughs> It was a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is cool. Whenever it, when you can still be surprised by an act that you've seen that many times, that's that's nice. I'm glad you got to have that song. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. No, they were they were they were great up there. I I enjoyed watching them. And then we made the trek one more time up the hill. One more yeah, time. We, you you save you saved the the spot on the lawn with the blanket with the itch card. Yes. Yes. Nobody took my card. Either. Apparently worked. <laughs> oh, I kind of wish they'd done that. <laughs> no one wanted any itch cards. No. Darn it. Yeah. One security but, guy did. I might. We might have got a man to listen to his very first podcast. That's true. It remains to be seen. Well, yeah. <laughs> two security guards. Actually, I gave uh, another one at the end of the night that was manning the VIP for the two days uh, our card as awesome. well because I was. <laughs> Because I was trying to entertain him all throughout the weekend. Because how yes. fucking entertaining can it be standing there manning a damn door, so to speak? Yep. Yeah. So that man just sat there the whole weekend. Yeah. And so every time I'd walk through, I was like, man, 
they better be giving you a break. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a break. I'm getting switched out. And like one time I walked past and he was in a chair. I was like, my man, they got you a chair. And so <laughs> <laughs> he's just chatting that guy yeah, up every time. Every we time we walk past, him, dude, I had something to say. I'm sure he's like, God, this smart ass again. Jeez. And I wasn't even drinking. I swear. Like <laughs> you right, weren't. Right. We can well, just water. That. Just yeah, water. Just, just drunk on life. And, and, and prime. And <laughs> Hey, that stuff. As nasty as it was, that shit was uh, great because <laughs> I felt fantastic after drinking that. Like <laughs> that, my whole second day was way better than my first day because of that. It, so that kind of is another up and you know complaint that I have too. Because so what you're talking about is a sports drink. It's called Prime. Yeah, it's yeah. not the greatest. It's very. It tastes like shit. But um, <laughs> it's very sweet. <laughs> I like that you just it's not the greatest but it's very effective but it's very effective it works like it, it replenishes yeah, yeah, your electrolytes yeah. and, and like so oof. they needed to have more because like we didn't find any anywhere until we got up to the top the lookout stage had like two and that was the last two that she could find she was like searching in the, in the cooler <laughs> to find one so like you found the last two electrolytes in the entire venue festival yeah. So I, I think yeah. that, you know, having more of that, you know, maybe set up a prime booth or some shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Complimentary prime. Yeah. Cause this yeah. is right around the time, like we were getting food cause hailstorm and there were the, the longest break between bands was between hailstorm and Flyleaf, And I'm pretty sure it was to allow everybody to get up to the top of the hill, but we went and got food yes. or at least waited in line for food. So that was another, one of my gripes is that the, for one, the food lines were too close together. I don't know how you could fix that. Maybe open up the baseball field for the food. I, I the second baseball field for the food. I don't know. I'm not a planner. Um, but the other thing, but there was space. Yes. To do something. So, but my yeah. other major gripe on that is that for one, the second day by everybody walking the same path in between these, these uh, food trucks to get to the bathroom, the ground was a muddy freaking mess. It was just disgusting. Yeah. And and these were dry days, mind yes. you. The last couple of years they said it rained at this festival. It was it was not raining, but it was still a muddy mess well, out there. Yes. It did it did storm the night between, over, overnight, yeah, overnight. Okay, that's fair. But but still. And so I think that was my other gripe though, is that the, they had the bathrooms all set up to one side. And so like you had to walk through the food truck lines basically to get to the bathroom. And you might be able to walk behind them, but you know, there were the main lines were through the food truck lines and then the lines were so, the food truck lines were so close together. You couldn't tell where the food truck line ended, where it started uh, with all the people cutting through. It was it was a really confusing. Uh, so I think yeah. that there's there's better ways that that could be done. Um, but the food trucks were fucking awesome. They were all really good. Yeah. Yeah. We do want to take a quick shout out there to Two Bones Barbecue had some solid stuff. Island Noodles, that was some good stuff. Yeah. Ma, uh, they Mama's, made solid choices of vendors. The, taco, the, the burgers. The tacos yeah. that we had, the burgers, everything was super good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if they could just open that up just a little bit and kind of stagger it to where there was like spaces in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. something. Uh, I think that would have alleviated a little bit of it. But again, we're not a planner, yep. so... Not my job, <laughs> but we know people who are. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we can throw that out there among the millions of voices that are providing feedback about this. Yes, exactly. Right yes. now, so what feels like it anyway. Shout out to the uprisers group where everybody for the last 
few days has been, you know, recapping their experience, mostly positive for the record, but there's definitely yes. room for constructive criticism on how to improve something. So, yeah. And so we trekked up the hill one way or another. I think we took the long way this time, didn't we? We up, did. Up the path. Oh, yeah. We took the slow yeah. long we way. We got some Kona ice and we just yes. trotted very, very slowly up the hill. A <laughs> leisurely, leisurely walk yes. up the hill. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we were we were told by Eva that we should see Asking Alexandria. And we we're excited about that. Um, like a week or something before the festival, Asking Alexandria had to back out. Uh, their drummer had like broken his foot or yep. something a few weeks ago. Correct. And was not going to be in shape to perform. Uh, so at the last minute, they and the two surrounding festivals that were happening that weekend booked Flyleaf as the replacement. And this was exciting to me as much as I wanted to see Asking Alexandria. Flyleaf is a band that I've listened to for 20 years and haven't seen for like 15 and haven't been. Well, I shouldn't say they haven't been active, haven't performed with Lacey, with Lacey. for yeah. over a decade. Yes. Um, and so this was a, and these and they're only doing like half a dozen shows this year Correct. So, that I know of. So this is a rare, very rare opportunity as it stands. Everybody's got families and kids and stuff now. And so. Like they're not, they're just not active as a group and they just yeah. reunited. So for me, this was really one of the highlights of the whole festival because it was such a treat and because I've got such an appreciation for, for Lacey. Um, yes. I want to point out one thing. I, Casey and I talked about at one point. Um, oh, we talked about it on our way out <laughs> of the festival was um, the, I thought it was really fascinating hearing the juxtaposition of vocal styles of, from going to Hailstorm to going to Flyleaf. Yes. Because Lizzie, you know, she's a she's a powerhouse ballad singer. She belts it out and she's got, you know, all the muscle in the world behind that voice. Um, whereas Lacey, she can scream. But when she sings, it's a very like small and like fragile singing voice. And that's intentional. It's how she sings. But it also works, lends itself to the kind of music that they play and the things that she's singing about. Um, yes. And so, you know, your mileage may vary on one versus the other, but I just thought it was really interesting to hear them back to back with such distinct and drastically different vocal styles. Well, and and with Lacey, when, as you watch her perform, she's kind of like throwing herself on the ground, like as yeah. she's belting out notes and she she's always moving her arms in certain ways, like the mu the music is channeling through her in a lot of different ways respects that's how that's how i put it as well is like lizzie is a master like performer yes whereas lacy i also feel and i'm not going to say that lizzie nor anybody else doesn't do this but i think lacy sturm is a very prime example of someone who is just feeling the emotion of the moment of what they're singing and very much caught up in that yes like i don't know if she's paying that strong amount of attention to what's happening in the crowd you know does that make sense it, yes i, I yeah. think she's just kind of and and that i find very appealing um right She's also itty bitty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just <laughs> very tiny. Yeah. Yes. But for, for me, what was awesome is we ran into Eva under fire again. And uh, Chris, Chris was in front of me in the media pit. And, and uh, he, I like that he, he was hanging out in the media pit. <laughs> he, was, he was just hanging out in the media pit. Uh, he got super excited at one point because uh, the, the guitarist of Flyleaf pulled out a bow which Rob does on one of Eva's songs. We haven't seen that performed live yet, but uh, Chris got super excited and, and turned around and was like, bro, it's the bow. It's the it's bow. The bow. 
<laughs> I forgot that dude played a song with a bow. That's awesome. Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention is that guy is heavily influenced, or at least in my opinion, seemed heavily influenced by Tom Morello because like his actions, his guitar, yeah, uh, he, yeah. he he just almost seemed like honestly he seemed like he could have been tom Morell up on stage yeah <laughs> yeah his name's samir he's he's the the guitarist and really kind of especially in Lacey's absence i would call him kind of the the band leader of flyleaf yeah. driving force the driving force yeah and he's for one i will note from trying to take photos from the side of the stage where we were in the media area was very difficult to get the whole band because Lacey is constantly like running back and forth and flailing around they all, and Samir they all is are. always running back and yep. then jumping back up to the front and then running back and jumping. So I'm like, I need yeah. you all to stay still for just a second. Like all yeah. in one place. It wasn't happening. It took so many shots to get one. <laughs> and if Lacey is down on her knees, you can barely see her head over the speaker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But to Casey's point, this this is another reason. Honestly, this was my favorite moment of this whole festival was the fact that, and I have a photo of this that I just found super meta and kind of mind-blowing, is that we were watching Flyleaf with Eva under fire. And so I'm literally sitting here like rocking out and then looking over and seeing a singer, one of my favorite singers rocking out, watching another of my favorite singers rocking out. All yeah. at the same time. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. That's, that's what happens <laughs> at Shiprock. Yeah. Shiprock is like that yeah. for yeah. a whole week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you got a selling point. Yeah, dude. Because I'm telling you, like when we saw the Nova Twins, all of Nonpoint was there. Uh, Nothing More was there. I mean, some of the Nothing More members were there. Like there was everybody yeah. there. Well, that's, that's so cool. And what made it what made it cool was every once in a while Eva would would glance over at us and you would be singing along and I, so it was Rob and Eva and then Aaron and myself and me and Rob were kind of one set and Eva and Aaron were another set and they were feeling the music and singing along like really well and Rob and I are just kind of vibing yeah but two tall guys in the band. <laughs> it was very different the tall yeah. guys were just chilling enjoying themselves yeah. in in relative silence. Yes. Well, Eva and I were just like we're, we're rocking super, out, super rocking out. <laughs> In fairness, um, Flyleaf is one of the only acts on the whole festival lineup who I I actually know the words to most of their set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Majority of these artists, even if I've heard them, even if I've dug them, like I'm still not going to be so familiar with everything their whole discography that I could follow a set. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, there's worth that. It's a uh, show is is almost always way better whenever you can sing along. So, but but just kind of standing to the side with with the band and rocking out was was amazing. And I don't know how much more you want to talk about the performance itself, but go on. Okay, but so what made it extra funny was Eva at one point towards the end of the set kept like running back to their van, and I don't I don't know what she was running back there for it but she she would run and be gone for a minute or so and then come back and then run and then come back and then the set was over and she ran and then never came back and rob <laughs> rob glanced over at me and was like well i guess we're out of here and he gave me a high, <laughs> gave me a high five and then they, they they booked it out of there <laughs> so that was that was good What's funny is it, it took me a minute, like, because they they came out and kind of were standing about like where we were and stuff. And so, like, we were chatting back and forth a tiny bit. And I would like I would start to say something to her. And then it finally got to a point in the set where I was like, 
Like she's like got her arms in the air and yeah. she's just like belting it out. And I'm like, I should probably not talk to her. Like she's really vibing to this right now. Right. And I think I, I think if I, I think I'm interrupting the moment. So I'm just going to let her enjoy it. I'm going to have my own moment right over here. Exactly. And so, yeah. And at one point, um, so we're, we're standing with them and, and a guy wanted Eva's attention to get a selfie. And uh, so Aaron and I let Eva. I opened Pandora's box. Yeah, you did. Watching watching Eva take selfie after selfie after selfie uh, with with uh, Flyleaf Plan was was kind of an, an interesting experience to just be right there. Yeah, and then I, I, I told Rob, I said, it, it's it's sad that everyone is interested in taking a picture with her with you standing right behind her and paying no attention to you whatsoever. And he said, I prefer it that way. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's really funny when like the band members love that, like that that she's the star and that she takes all the attention because then they can just do whatever they want to do, like and you know, right and and just be a, a part of the band and just enjoy playing the music mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah, I also want to note, you know, Flyleaf for a band that hasn't played together until the last few months in over a decade. They didn't miss a beat. Like no, they were yeah. all feeling it and and definitely. F- the energy was there of people who are happy to be reunited is kind of the vibe that I got. Yes. Um, so really kudos to them on that set. One quick thing before we close out this, this portion, it was awesome seeing the sunset officially over, yes. over that watching, watching that. I don't know. I don't know how that was with Memphis Mayfire for you guys, but uh, the sun, did you see the sunset? Cause during Memphis, Mayfire, uh, at that point, I okay. have, I have some shots. I'll have to put them up at some point. Um, I was trying to get everything that was happening in the moment. So, yeah. So you look off to, I don't, Hannah, is it stage left or stage right where the sun is? I don't know stage left and right. It would be stage left. Yeah, left. Sure. Stage stage left. So if you're on the stage looking out, it's to your left, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So stage left is is the sun and then this big, hence the lookout stage, um, this big overlook. And so at some point, I believe I got a shot that has Lacey belting out a song, the sun setting. Uh, multiple crowd surfers flailing, you know, as they go about the surfing. And I think I got a beach ball in there too. I, I wanted the most active photo that I could have of this, show, of this set. And I think I achieved it at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We ended up uh, basically kind of leaving because for one, you dipped and that's fine. Yeah. One of the reasons why is because like, I'm, you know, I appreciate Flyleaf, but I'm not a huge fan of them. Um, and so I felt guilty, like standing on the side stage, having this awesome access and not being that huge of a fan. So I was like, this just doesn't feel right. I need to go. Like, <laughs> somebody else should be standing here. Like, who, who enjoys I don't think power. it was. I don't think scarcity was an issue on this on the space yeah. on the side of the stage. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He, he was having flashbacks of Shiprock to uh, falling asleep. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So we, uh, you know, we went back and just make sure our blanket was still there for one. Uh, yes, yeah, and yeah, just get a comfortable spot on the lawn, getting ready for falling in reverse. Because you know, we saw them on Shiprocked, and and they did not impress. But it didn't mean I, I didn't want to give it another chance because I, I'm still a huge fan of their songs. Like I absolutely love every one of Falling Reverse's songs. Yeah, and so before you get too far into that i i wanted to make mention so as we 
as we were getting ready to make our trek down there, uh, we did run into Rebecca one final time and uh, got to to chat with her for just a little bit and thank her. And uh, and then we took a picture with her and, and went on about our, our way. And the we talked with the uh, some of the security staff and and thank them as well and and they were just i we can't really mention enough how awesome the staff was whether it be the medical staff or the security guards they were they were just a joy to be around all all day long they managed to to do their job in terms of like maintaining safety and like order while also encouraging fun so like so like for example like when you know when people crowd surf you surf them up to the top, security helps pull them down, and they send them off to the side to get out. Or if you're at an anal retentive place, they pull you right out and say, no crowd surfing, go away. No crowd fest. Show. Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> um, these guys, however, like 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 I said, there was kids going through some of these sets. Yeah. And like if they caught like a kid, they would like hold them up towards the stage and let like the band member like give them like a high five or something. And then yeah. they would put them out and send them on their way. Like they were helping people have a good time while also you know, looking out for their safety. Security was so cool yes. that the guy that you mentioned that took our, the security guard that you mentioned that took our, our card, um, he needed to get to the front very quickly because there was somebody that needed some help and he was all the mm-hmm. way in the back. And so this dude crowd surfed. <laughs> it, it, I saw, yes. I saw a security guard, he crowd surfed to get to the front. It worked. He, he got to the front where he needed to be. <laughs> that was awesome. Awesome stuff. Yeah. So, so back to falling in reverse. Well, yeah. So, so, because of the the day that I had day one, I made the executive decision that I didn't really want to trek down to the hill and potentially like trip and fall and whatever. So so Aaron and I kind of went a different direction and saw parts of the set to the side and then walked to the car uh, ahead of time because I wanted to kind of beat the uh, the mad rush. Yeah. So. That worked. So yeah. again, so no, go just ahead, me and Hannah watching the headliner <laughs> on the hill with, by ourselves, abandoned. <laughs> abandoned. <laughs> I did get some great footage of us going down the hill in the golf cart. In the thing cart, yeah. While falling in reverse was beginning, that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was. But then I was like, I don't, I, I don't care about this band very much. I'm gonna go ahead and move on and let you guys enjoy them. <laughs> Casey and I are going to take a nice walk in the in the weather in, in the ballpark. So to start with falling in reverse and, and as much as I don't want to inflate Ronnie's ego, I'm going to. Um, so they they, you know, for one, they, they put on a great show. Like they come out with one of the, a couple of their big songs just to reel you in. They play a couple of songs you might not know. Um and then, and then they hit you with the right punch and the cover of Smash Mouth. You're just like, "What the fuck is this right. for real? Like, are they really right. doing this?" Right. Uh, we heard that from outside the 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 festival. And we we're like, "Wait, hold on. Do I hear All Star happening right now?" Yes. <laughs> and my favorite, no way. My favorite is like, so I've heard bands cover All Star before, and usually they'll just like play like you know the first line or something as a joke, like ah, we're just getting you, whatever. No, not falling reverse, man. They played the whole damn song. So Seriously, kudos. yeah. A yeah, serious they did. They're cover. Sincere. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. They they weren't playing around. Like they were excited to cover that song. He was he like, they did a great job of it too. Like I, I wish they'd reverse, they like release it. 
reversed yeah, it. Yeah, I wish they would release it. They did reverse <laughs> it. Yeah. That is th- that, that may was, be that was awesome. Yeah. That may be the boldest thing of all the bold things that he does. I don't know. He's doing a Smash Mouth cover. I think one of the boldest things was showing your brand new music video in the middle of your set, which was a bit weird because like everybody just your short set. <laughs> yes. Your we'll get to that. We'll get to that soon. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, so, mind you, Falling in Reverse was scheduled from 9:40 to 11. Uh, they started right at 9:40 on the dot, um, and they start playing like they, like we said, their big songs. And so we watched a, a lot of them, and like we, I was impressed. Like yes, he still does his pacing back and forth up front, but a couple of things that I took away from this is that for one, he acknowledged the hill. Bring me, bring me did not acknowledge the hill. Like, in fact, bring me called the fans pussies and for not like having enough energy <laughs> coming closer. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, bro, you're playing at nine 30. Yeah. We're tired. Right. Ronnie was super. We had a long week at work. <laughs> yeah. He was super appreciative of the, the fans and just everybody showing up. And as we all know, there's lots of controversy. He called out Kadat, Wisconsin, for being lame. He called him out actually at the show, too, not just online. He called him out at the show uh, saying that, you know, they're lame. Thankfully, this is not lame. You guys are awesome. He was given special attention to the Hill uh, and they they were, you know, receiving it and, and very engaged because of it. So I was I was actually really impressed. And it just goes to show like so the difference between Shiprocked and and this festival he is he is a he is a man that feeds off the crowd. There is no doubt mm. that he needs a crowd to feel his energy for him to give that energy back. And he was not feeling it at Shiprock. That was quite obvious with them, you know, just basically canceling their their second set or just kind of phoning the second set in. Um, so like this was a, a much more inspired set. And so halfway through their set, we kind of were texting you guys. We're we're trying to go down to the VIP because we're going to meet up with you. Um, and that's when they started playing like watch the world burn. And like, it was, it was awesome. Cause he like, they, when he did the music video, he changed costumes and came out in his like watch the world burn outfit. Um, nice. Yeah. And so we went down to the VIP and caught some really good songs down there. We, we got to see voices in my head and stuff. And right after voices, he starts, you know, talking and thanking everybody. And he's like, you know, thank you. know I thank you all for being here. This was 10 30, 10 25. Cause Hannah had just asked, she's like, well, what time do you think we should leave? I was like, well, I mean, they're supposed to play for another 30 minutes. Why don't we just listen to like one more song and then we'll go. And he's like, all right, this is my next song's popular monster. I was like, we need to go <laughs> like right now. This is going to be the last time we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and it was, the last they, they were right. They finished at 1030. Yeah. <laughs> so what were your thoughts? Never, never does a full set. Well, I think so. This was kind of a test for me. I love Falling in Reverse's music. I love their music videos. Like, those music videos are just genius. They're well-directed. They have plot line. They're just so epic. Like, you can watch them multiple times and catch, like, different stuff. So, like, they're they're art, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Even the new one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the new one is, is just beautiful. Right. That Papa Roach cover. Just yeah, just amazing. Yeah. So when I see his show like that, that's what I'm wanting. Right. I want that same energy on Shiprocked. We didn't get that. But at this show, we totally got that with costume changes and lights and 
he just fed off the crowd and they performed just spectacularly because we've been talking about watch the world burn ever since it came out like hmm can he do it this good live i don't know like we were really doubtful but (laughs) he kicked that song's ass like he did it really well live and so he passed my test the band passed my test they did they did awesome (laughs) so i want to go see him again yeah all right yeah we 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 heard that as we were walking walking back to the car and test two so after Bring Me the Horizon, we were talking. So if something happens in the crowd, will Falling in Reverse stop their show? Yeah. We had that discussion the <laughs> night before. And we're like, yeah. I don't know. We, could, we couldn't decide. We, we couldn't decide. We, we, we don't know him that well, right? We've only seen him on Shiprocked. And that doesn't happen on Shiprocked. So um, we were like, we'll... Maybe we'll see, maybe not, but we couldn't come to a consensus. Um, but then there was a medical emergency, like there was with most of the bands later in yeah. the day during the set, yeah, yeah. and the show was stopped. Yeah, they let the person out once again. There was a rant about ladies and drinking water. Yeah. Yep, which I will admit, yeah. I'm a lady who doesn't drink water. Why so, don't you drink water? Because I don't like water. There so I'm going to answer that There's question. Your answer, Ronnie. There's your answer, Ronnie. I don't like water. So, it's gross. No, it, it, I'm glad that you brought it's this. Gross. <laughs> so I'm glad that you brought this up. It's like I beg to differ. Please drink the water. I drink it when I'm forced to, like for concerts, so I can survive yeah. the day. But that's it. I'm glad that you br- brought yeah. this up though, because his crowd interaction was on point. Like as soon as stuff like that happened, he's like. Because, you know, he did exactly what we talked about when Josh, uh, when we saw Josh Katz, um, he's like, you know, drink water. I told you to drink water. Ladies, why aren't, why aren't you drinking water? No, he's like, no, that's a serious question. Like, why don't you drink enough water, ladies? He's like, I'm always saying drink water. And, but, you know, my, my lady's always like, oh, I have a headache. Did you drink water? No. Well, that's why. Like, drink more water. <laughs> so, like, he, he's not wrong. He had really good banter and crowd interaction. That's for sure. He was nice. dropping PSAs in the middle of the yes. set and everything. Yeah, indeed. It was very unexpected. Yeah. Very personable. I'm, yeah. I'm actually a little surprised. Like, do you think that there are artists who would just keep going and would not stop for something going on in the crowd? Yeah. I've, if, I don't, if, I've seen artists do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the show must go on. No, it's deal because with it yourself. They're, they're either so into their own set that they, they don't. They don't, yeah, they don't stop. care. Like, one of the, actually, I think one of the things I can think of, like a band that I know of that's notorious for that was Limp Bizkit. I mean, because mm. you know they always were known for having like ruck, ruckus sets and just people just losing their effing mind. Um, and, I mean, it's one thing if you don't notice. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. blame you if you don't notice, but if your attention is drawn to something, you see something or whatever. I don't. I don't think people would intentionally. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's like, intentional. Yeah, okay. Not I, acknowledge I just it. So in your own element. Yeah, but I think you can yeah. be so uh, maybe you're just not observant of the crowd or you know so into that song or whatever. You know, maybe it's dark. Your the lighting isn't so yeah, good. You, you just may not always on you, see you can't it. See the crowd sometimes. That yeah. is true. Yeah. I just had to ask because I thought that was interesting. You're debating whether Ronnie would stop the show. I'm like, you mean there's a question that he might just not care interesting i mean but you know, right. so, that that's provides some clarity well 
to, 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 okay. So, so for instance, like in this moment, like I don't know if they would stop their show because everything that she does is so timed and so choreographed that I don't know if they'd have time to stop their show. Like, yeah. you know, if they stop their yeah. show, that might mean her missing a uh, costume change or something like that. Um, and and yeah. so like, yeah, the, it, it's just, I think that there's artists that have like routines and they have expectations. And, um, and I don't know if, for one of the, if they're just so caught up in what's going on, if they would notice what's going on outside of their, their bubble. So to speak. Yeah. And I'm not I saying that, that that's, you know, that, that's nothing against them. That's just, some people no. are just so into what they're doing that they don't notice. Like when I'm at work, I don't notice my kids fighting. I'm working. <laughs> fair. fair. Fair enough. Yeah. But I, th- but all I think all, there are some, you know, the show must go on. Yeah though definitely like because things are timed to the second if you think about it depending on what kind of backing tracks they have and how their choreography and their fire and their special effects are set to be timed like some of that stuff is preordained and you better get in your spot or you're going to get burned by a flame of fire or something you know (laughs) (laughs) and i also think it's that artist having faith in the venue's support system you know that's the security the medics the medical staff and you know just knowing that there are measures in place for those situations yeah all right i want to i want to get final thoughts here and i also have one one question that i that i'm interested in getting everybody's thoughts on um so ultimate summary of the show I mean, aside from, you know, uh, a band cancellation and us having to miss to, to miss part of it, Casey and I missing part of day one. I thought it was a pretty great experience overall. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. There's room for improvement, but I think that's every festival that you can't put on something of this magnitude without some type of logistical issues that aren't, aren't perfect. Well, and those are so, yeah. fairly small critiques like the everything went yeah. smoothly um, you know, like we, you know, we can't say enough great things about the, the medical and security staff. So they, they, they did what they needed to, to, to put the right people where they needed to be. Yeah. I thought it was great. The That's schedule right. was just, just even out enough to where you almost got to see everybody both days, yeah. which mm-hmm. is always yeah. good. And then they have all, had awesome food trucks. So like the food was great. Um, the yep. venue was really cool. People were super nice. Everybody was really nice. So I, I have no mm-hmm. complaints. Definitely. Yeah. The one thing that always drew us to this this lineup in particular was that we had so many connections to it already. And a lot of those bands we wanted to see. So it was it was an awesome experience from top to bottom. So one question I want to leave you with in hopes that Chris Meyer listens to this episode. Who is an act you would love to see on the bill next year? Preferably to the best of your knowledge, but don't take time to research or anything. Someone that hasn't played the festival before. Well, I already, I already told him um, I would love to see uh Primus headline and like uh skin dread headline, the lookout stage or something like that. That'd be amazing. I can work with that. Anybody else? I have a band I've just been wanting to see again. So I'm going to put up a Treyu. That would be Ooh, awesome. Treyu would be good. I was just thinking about them as this one. 
Oh man. Um, I got, I'll let Casey think here. I've got one that I think would, would slay at this festival. And that is the FIVA three, three, three. Oh yes. yeah. That'd be a really good Fever one. Fever is made for festivals. Just yeah. running around in the crowd. Being That's wild. for sure. Yeah. They're a liability issue. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I think I honestly think Wargasm would be uh, very entertaining to see at this at this festival as well. Yeah, they feel like they'd be a, a definitely a lookout stage. Oh, yes, yeah. they would. They would like thrive there. They would. They would kick off the lookout stage very well. Yeah, agreed. All right. Just wanted to know. Had to throw that one out there. Um, there's there's a million bands that we could we could pick, but I wanted to definitely. see what was like top of mind. Yeah. So thank you very much for making it to the end of our super long <laughs> recap. We apologize for it dragging, but it was such a great weekend that we wanted to give you all the details, every single one of them. Every single one. So thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. I'm Aaron. And I'm Hannah. And until next time, I'm finally an upriser. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.